Where are zombies? That's my song. Yeah, no, I listened to it when I heard it. I listened to it like 80 times in a yes! row. I was like, wait, how have I not heard her? And yes! then I started, sh- I shared it like on an Instagram story. And everybody's like, oh, she's great. I was like, why nobody tell me? Like, what am I missing? Right. Uh, I don't even know who put me on, but I saw it probably on the internet. And I was like, yeah. Because before <laughs> I was loving, like, like in my Puerto Rican-ness, I wanted to be Jamaican. So <laughs> if I'm a pick an island, I mean, this is probably you know the island. If you're going to do an island, you might as well go black and go home. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed. You didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week we have another special guest, Miss Tanisha Wood. Hello. So we actually just wrapped up a great episode talking about dating, relationships, and love. She made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when people do that on my show. (laughs) But now we're switching chairs and you are going to just tell us a little bit about your journey who you are, what you're doing in Puerto Rico. Yes. So I've been in Puerto Rico now full time for about, let's see, September, October, November, December, January, February. So like seven months. I Actually, that's crazy that that much time has gone by. I didn't even realize. But yeah, I'm still getting used to it. Like I was telling you before the podcast, it's still sort of growing on me, I think. Uh, previously to this, I lived in New York for seven years, did a short stint in Dallas, and then before that in San Francisco for three years. And then I grew up in Minneapolis, originally from Jamaica. So I'm used to sort of a Caribbean thing. Yeah. But I think this was just a little bit different than Jamaica in terms of what I was thinking about Caribbean. Um, in what yeah. way? Um, I think this is going to sound really bad, but Jamaica is so distinctly Jamaica, Yeah. right? So if you fall asleep and you landed on a desert island and you yeah. looked around and you smelled and you saw and you saw the people, you'd be like, oh, we're in Jamaica, right? right? Whereas like here, it is very, I mean, it's, it's part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so... There's a lot of, it's a lot more American than island, yeah. I guess, if I had to define it. It's a lot more American than island, at least from the parts that I've seen, but I don't leave San Juan a lot. See, um, once you do, you'll realize, because, like, this metropolis is, like, oh, so many, like, the stores, that, but once you leave the metro area. Right. It's a whole other world, because I, I even realized that when, um, while I was studying in the, U, I'm still studying, like, you people, when I took that one year between, like, not studying and teaching, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a bubble. And there's so much, because, like, with my husband not being from uh, the metro area and, like, also taking me around, I was like, whoa, okay, there's a, there's a whole new world. Sometimes it's easier a to go back. A whole new world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I exactly. need to get on a carpet and go around this place. <laughs> you know, and, th- and there was even times where, like, just being out of the world, I was like, mm, Maybe I kind of want to go back to that bubble, you know? And, like, you know, like I told you, like, when I want to feel bougie and stuff, that's when I come to the metro <laughs> area, you know what I'm saying? I'll have a brunch out here to San Juan. We'll do something different. Um, but it is nice to be able to explore whenever you can, right? Yeah. You'll have that different feeling. I mean, it's not Jamaica. You no, know? It's, I, not. it's not. It's not Jamaica. Jamaica is another great place that I, I also just want to walk for. outside and smell jerk chicken and fried fish. Girl, uh, <laughs> you know, I make a mean jerk chicken though. Oh, do you? 
Okay. Girl. I'm going to have to sample that. I'm you gonna might have to. Have to. Now, not only just my Liberian food, but also Jamaican. I throw down. You know what's crazy? I don't make Jamaican food. Why not? I make a lot of different types of food, but I don't make Jamaican food. It's because I think I know exactly what it is supposed to taste like when it's really good. Mm. And I don't think I measure up to that. Like my dad is an amazing cook. And I'm so used to his food. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I go home, I'm just like, yes. And when I make something, I'm just like, and people will be like, oh, this is good. But, but like, they don't know. But mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's all right. Yeah. So I tend to make other types of food, like, that. I do a lot of, like, vegan dishes. I'll do, okay. like, Italian stuff. I'll do, like, other Caribbean stuff. But I won't necessarily, I'm not going to be like, let me make some jerk chicken <laughs> today. Nah, that's, like. Well, I haven't made some in a while, but that was my goal. Like, jerk wings are, like, one of my go-to things, especially when I was in college, like, my undergrad. Yeah. What? Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come to you for the Jamaican food. You, you <laughs> might just have to, because I don't know what the San Juan restaurant is hitting on. Like, I went there once, and they were literally like, we have Puerto Rican food. And I was like, well, how is do you Is there a Jamaican restaurant here? There is one. I don't know what it's called, though, but I do know it's, like, Is it in Old San Juan? Mm-hmm. Oh, they closed down. When? I don't know when, but I looked it up on Yelp because I was looking. I was like, there has got to be uh-huh. a Jamaican restaurant. And then there was one. I looked at the menu and I was like, mm, they don't do a ton of Jamaican stuff, but I'll try it. Mm-hmm. And then they were, I don't know when they closed down, but they closed down. <gasps> yeah, they're not Dang. there anymore. Oh, probably. Yeah. It's been like maybe almost two years since I've been there. So probably. Yeah. So there's literally no Jamaican restaurants here. What? So Chris is actively trying to convince my dad yep. to come down. I'm like, he still has, this man still works. Like okay. to come down and open a Jamaican restaurant, but he still has like a good three, four years till retirement. So we'll see. Well, until then, he'll he'll finish up there, and then you set up space, set up shop. And I'll then. totally run the business side of it. <laughs> you can do that. You can do. So what are you doing here in Puerto Rico? What is what is your life like? Yeah, when so, you're on the island. So I do my podcast, dating mm-hmm. relationships and love, and um. I mostly record when there's people coming in to visit, actually. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my guests here have been people that are coming to visit from the States or friends or family. Um, So you're like one of my first guests that actually like lives here. Shout out um, to me. Yes. And being black holding it down because right? I'm not from here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also a dating coach. So most of my clients are remote clients that I had in New York. So I basically help people out with anything from profiles to um to matchmaking to sort of a, a pseudo dating therapy. Okay. Um where we'll have like weekly sessions and sort of work through issues that they might be having around dating and so a little bit of everything around dating relationships and yeah. love. I, I like to exist in that space. Yeah. So what is it what is it like to be a dating coach? I love it. Yeah. It is really my favorite thing to do because the one thing that I've always realized is that everybody wants the same thing. Mm. Right? So you And that is what? To be loved? Everybody <laughs> wants love and everybody yeah. wants companionship. Mm-hmm. So we might all go different routes to get there. That doesn't mean I want marriage or a long term relationship or we don't all have to fit into a certain box, but as human beings, just as we require food, shelter, water, et cetera, mm-hmm. I think love is a basic necessity and, and mental need, right? right? So we all want that. We all want somebody that we can talk to about how we're feeling, what we like, what we don't, everything, right? So I think those are the common things that we all want. And our job as human beings is to figure out who we are and what makes us happy and how to then get to those things that make us happy. And so I think part of my job is helping people 
figure that out. Like, you know, you want love, you know, you want companionship, but what does that look like for you? Because it looks different for everybody. And now how do we chart a course to get you there? And sometimes in getting people to that course, there's roadblocks. Like we talked about on your episode of the podcast, there was sort of maybe choosing the wrong thing at certain points because you didn't feel like maybe you deserve the right thing or you weren't ready for the right thing. And so it's sort of getting people to recognize what those roadblocks are and like, how do we move past them? How do we like shed the old us right. to be the person that's ready for the thing we want? Mm, mm. And so did you study to be a dating coach? Like, how did you end up to be? Yeah. So really random, really random, to be honest, when I moved to. So I left Minneapolis when I was 24 and I took a job out in San Francisco And then when I was out there, when I moved out there, I didn't know anybody at first. Mm -hmm. And it all just sort of happened organically in some ways in terms of friendships. I just met like one woman who was like, oh, I I know such and such and such and such out here. And we just formed this like coalition of dope black women. Yeah. And I was like in awe of all of them. Like, oh, my God, they're like all so smart. Oh, my God, they're all so beautiful. Like it was amazing. And then in terms of dating, I was really open because I was just happy to leave Minneapolis. Mm. I love growing up there, but you know, like you have to leave where you're from. Like that's my firm belief. Like even if you're from New York city, you're from Tokyo, you're from Paris, like leave there and go somewhere else. So this was really my first like adult experience outside of Minneapolis in Mm -hmm. that way. And I was like, so ready to date. I was just like, I just want to see what the Bay has to offer. So I got on apps and this was 20, 2009 2010 so like apps weren't a huge thing at that point like people weren't they certainly weren't talking about it if they were on and at that point i I should clarify it wasn't even apps it was literally okcupid.com eharmony.com like you went to these websites and so i started online dating on okcupid i think was like the first site i was on and i would meet people and then there was another site called how about we which Mm -hmm. was a really fun site it was like how about we go to the symphony. How about we, you suggest a date okay. and then you go out with, yeah, know. you go do that thing. Right. So it's like a, a pre suggested activity. And so I just started meeting people and I realized early on, I was like, yeah, there's definitely some people I don't connect with romantically. Yeah. But on those same dates, like there'd be guys that I'd be like, cool. wow, like you're really cool. Or like, wow, we enjoyed this dining experience together. We like it just, we did something fun. Mm-hmm. But it, I knew this wasn't the person for me, but I didn't see those people as like throwaway people. I wasn't like, OK, you're not. And because of the age I was at and the time period it was, it wasn't dependent upon seriousness. Like right. I wasn't like, this isn't my husband. So this is done. It was really just fun. Like I really, truly enjoyed dating. So, yeah, I did a lot, met a lot of friends, met a lot of guys I liked. And then um, I just. I would tell people about it. That was the big thing. Like I wasn't ashamed that like I was dating online or on website. Like, so on OkCupid, look at this guy (laughs) that I'm talking to. Uh, Here's this website. Like I just was really open about it from the start because I didn't find any reason not to be. And then from there, other friends would get on and I would help them with their profiles. I don't know why, but I just always had a knack for doing a really good profile. (laughs) And like the chances of like just encouraging people, I think it's like, I had a, like, one of my best friends was, like, an advocate of, like, online dating. And so that encouraged me to be open to it because had she not been, like, cool with it, like, and actually she's not even black. Like, she's Laotian, like, Asian, right? Yeah. So 
her just being open to it, I'm like, well, maybe I, and then having myself, because I'm like, okay. And so there's, it's crazy how many people are like, oh, no, we shouldn't. But it's like, what else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> and and I, th- I always think about it like this. If you told me right now you were looking for a job, mm-hmm. there are several things I would tell you to do. I would tell you to let your friends and family know. I would tell you to network. I would tell you to go on LinkedIn, other sites to put your resume and make sure that's out there. So mm-hmm. I would tell you several different routes to go in order to get a job. Right. And I say the same thing in dating. Like, yeah, you should be going out and trying to meet people actively. You should be telling friends and family, hey, if you know anybody, you should be online. Like right. every possible way that you should could be out there, you should be because you never know what might hit. You, you, never, you know. never, ever know. How has your dating like or online dating been while you've traveled? So actually, right before I met my boyfriend, I kind of quit everything. Mm. This is when I really got into coaching was in 2017. I just was like, I was doing sales and I was like, I just know this is not it. This mm. is not it. So I just one day quit my job. I didn't even have, I would like spontaneously quit almost. I was like, I didn't even know today was the day I was going to do this. But I was sitting in my office and I just was like, yeah, I just, I don't want to be here anymore. Wow. And I knew it because everything there was as perfect as it could be. Mm. So it wasn't that I was like, I hate this job. I hate this manager. I hate this. I, it wasn't that. It was really just like, this isn't me. Mm. And the, I had a great manager. The pay was great. Everything was great. But I was like, it isn't me. So I just wrote up a two week notice and then just, I don't know. I was just, it was almost <laughs> like, it was like something was controlling my hands and I was like, it has been a pleasure to work with you, oh, but wow. unfortunately, and then I just put in my two weeks and I was just like, that's it. And I, at the time I had started my podcast that year or the year before. And I was just like, I'm going to go full force at that. But I didn't know what else was in store, but I was like, I just know I want to do something in this, in love in dating and pod in something. But this is the sales thing, isn't it? I've been doing it for a long time. I'm good at it, but it's just not for me. And so, um, I quit that job. And then was working on the podcast. And then I went home to Jamaica for Christmas, that Christmas. And then I was like coming back on the plane from Jamaica to New York. And I was just like, I just feel off. Like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in New York right now. I need to be somewhere else. I don't know what I need to do. I don't know where I need to, but it's just not right. Like something, I need to do something. And so that night I got home, I just started booking tickets. Like, I literally was just like, where is, because remember, I had quit my job, so yeah. money, wasn't, money wasn't flowing in like it was. So I was just like, where's the cheapest place to fly from New York right mm. now? And the cheapest place at that point was Stockholm, Sweden. And so I booked a ticket. It was like $200 there. And then from Sweden, I was like, all right, where's the next cheapest $200. place? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where's the next? Now, this is January. Right. I was like, where's the next cheapest place to fly, which was Amsterdam. And then that's how I booked ticket after ticket. And then I ended up traveling for a little over two months. Okay. And right before I left, I met my boyfriend on Tinder. Well, he saw me. He swiped me, but I didn't swipe him. Okay. So he found my Instagram. I didn't even, and my Instagram wasn't even connected. He was just a stalker. But he found my Instagram, reached out to me on Instagram, and he was like, hey, I saw you on Tinder. But my Tinder profile was basically like, um... I'm I help people with their profiles at that point I hadn't even really defined myself as a dating coach like I didn't (laughs) I was still sort of like you know trying to ease into what exactly I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and so on my tinder profile was like most of your profiles aren't good and that's why I'm not swiping on you (laughs) so um clearly you need my help you can reach out if you'd like me to help and so he wrote me on Instagram and he was like 
I'm not really sure. Are you there to date or like work or like, what's your deal? And I was like, yeah, I'm not really dating right now. And so then, um, he was like, well, I'd, I'd like love to take you out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go on this trip for two months. Like I'm not really dating. And I just kept saying that. And then he just kept writing like randomly. He'd be like, I posted a picture in a park with a cup of coffee. And I was like, this is my favorite place to have coffee and solitude and find my solitude in the city or whatever. And he was like, I'd love to come join you. I'm like, do you not know what solitude means? Or <laughs> So long story short, he was very consistent and persistent. Mm. And we ended up meeting up before I left. Okay. And um, at that meeting, I was still very kind of casual about everything. And he was just so sweet though but I was like yeah I'm I'm not dating and I'm all my mind was on was going on this trip for right. some reason I'm like I need this time away yeah. I must leave and then right before <laughs> our stories are like so similar right. so right before I went on the trip he was like I'd love to see you again let's go to a movie and I was like I don't have time he's like okay any movie any place you want and I was just Aww. like he's like it doesn't even have to be a movie like just what do you want to do and I was just like okay fine we can go to a movie I show up in sweatpants and he's in like work clothes. On purpose? That's, I wasn't interested. Okay, I was yeah. like, I was literally like, we're going to a movie. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm wearing sweats and I'm going to look like I look. <laughs> You're getting the real me. So um, we go to the movie. It was the movie Lion, which is an amazing movie. Yeah. We both cry in the movie. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's like really emotional. Oh my gosh. I've never seen that from a guy. Right. And then um, he's still really emotional. He still cries in movies. And, um, after that, I just, I was on my trip and he's like, let's be in touch while you're gone. While I was gone, he literally kept up with me in every country, Aww. introduced me to his friends in Paris and in Madrid. So I got to know his friends. One of his best friends took me out for my birthday in Madrid. And I just got to know his friends before I got to even know him. And they were like amazing. And and they just had nothing but great things to say about him. And, I didn't, and they're like, so like, how do you know him? I was like, I really don't, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know him. It. I don't know him like that yet. And then right around Madrid, which was like the fourth country I was in, we started talking more and more. And then I was like, crap, I like him. And I didn't want to like him because he had children. And he told me that. Mm. And I just, for some reason in my mind, I was like, it's so, that just complicates everything. So I actively didn't want to like this man. Like he was like sending me books for my, like, I want you to read this book. I want us to be connected in this way. Like, like, like stuff for the mind. You know what I mean? And I just was like, I don't want to like, and then I just somehow after Madrid, I was like, crap, I like him. I like him. Cause I found myself in a park walking and just like laughing at his text and going back and forth. So long story short, we talked every day until I got home for like two months. And I like experienced countries through him, which was mm. random because he wasn't like it was almost like I was on the trip with him after yes, a while. Yes, Chris. And then the the last place That's I was, he's everybody's favorite. I yeah, <laughs> and when I was in London, we spent nine hours on the phone. We made like essentially goals of things we wanted to do together, mm. and it was wild. And then we moved in together like a month after I got home, and then we've been together since. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was it was a wild ride. Shout out to Tinder. Right? So I say all that to say, I, I forgot your original question, girl. How did I get to be a dating coach? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so after I got back home, um, he really kind of helped me figure out exactly like, he's like, okay, so you like doing this thing? And 
like, why do you like doing it? And just, it was nice to have somebody to bounce all this off of. Mm. And that's really when he was like, okay, so like, basically you're like a coach and a therapist. And that's really when I started pursuing it full time, um, was after I got back home and I, I felt clear at that point. Like I felt I did need that time away Mm. to discover, I don't know, just me without, I like when people have the influence of nothing sometimes. Like I like when there's not other people around giving you their opinions and yeah, you know, it, it's just sometimes you really have to sit alone to figure out who you are and yeah. what you want to do. Cause when you respect people, it's easy to take in their opinion. So I think being away all that time was really just self discovery for me. And in parallel, the relationship sort of forming in that way, like, yeah. I don't know, it all came together. So when I got home, I just sort of, that's really when I started like making it into the business that it is now. And it's like, oh my God, it's three years later. Um, Beautiful thing. It is. It is. Have it you is. had any challenges while being a dating coach? I'd say the challenges are really getting people to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's what we want and we know in our hearts what we want. And then there's what we've been cultured to want or what mm. society has told us we want. And it's easy. Almost, I won't say every, that's extreme. A lot of clients, initially I say, well, what do you want or what are you looking for or what are your dating goals? And they immediately say, well, I want to get married and have children. Okay. Almost, in, they just say it mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. And I always say, like, okay, do is that something you, you want, want or right. is that just where you think you should be in life? Like, mm-hmm. do you think like, okay, I've done this job. I've made this amount of money. I've bought this house. I've done X, Y, and Z, and this is the next logical step. So it's always getting people to understand themselves and their core motivations and what they actually want. It's easy to think mm-hmm. that we want something because we've been told all our lives that that's what we should want. Yeah. But you really have to sit with yourself and just dig and dig and dig and dig. Like, is that me? Is that my mother? Right. Is that my grandmother? Is right. that just people I've been around my whole life? Like, who wants that? Is right. it actually you? And once you get to that point, like, it's really beautiful because then you're like free. Then it's you yep. in the driver's seat and it becomes so much easier. So it's the most difficult part, I think, is getting people to figure out what they really want by just taking off all the layers of, you know, the 30 plus years generally by the time, you know, I'm with them that they have to like sort of shed. Yeah. We have to, cause we build up all this wall, all this security. That's everything you said. I'm like, like, okay, but luckily, luckily I'm on the other side, but I'm (laughs) I'm like thinking, I'm like, Oh wow. I remember when I used to do that, that, that. But we do better. And um, do you have any tips for people who are trying to just fall in love? One, one tip. What's your one tip that you have to give to them? Oh, my one tip. It's not about other people. It's about you. So it's not about I'm looking for the guy who is this, does this. I'm looking for the girl who looks like it's not about that. It's about you. So like mm. my number one tip is work on yourself. Be the person that you want from another person. And then you'll start attracting that person. So it's not about you trying to go out and find the perfect thing. It's, and it's not about you even perfecting yourself, but it's about you discovering yourself and being the best version of yourself. And when you are that version, mm-hmm. 
people will flow to you because that's the energy that you're going to put out there. So it's, it's really, if you're looking to meet the love of your life, create it in yourself first Mm -hmm. and then that will flow to you. It just happens that way. It really just does. So I can't say that enough. That's my number one tip. That's facts. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If there's no self-care, there's no self-love. If you can't, you know what I'm saying? Because there all will be, there will always be this void mm-hmm. if you don't do that with yourself first. Right? And you can't get from people what you don't have for yourself. So you can't expect to go out there and get love from a person if you don't actually have that for yourself. Because people treat you how you treat you, not how you treat them. Exactly. So if you are good to yourself and you love yourself and you respect yourself and people see that, they're going to treat you in that way. So people always say, you know, like, treat other people how you want to be treated yeah and it's like no treat yourself how you want to be treated and other people will then treat you like that Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it is yeah um so since you don't have a poem today you're gonna share a song right okay yes (laughs) 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 oh i forgot we were coming to this point okay um i'm gonna do can I do a drink? Okay, you know, yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the song that, uh, that I'm, um, I'm feeling right now. Okay. So it's by a Jamaican artist, and her name is, or her, I almost said screen name. Her, <laughs> her artist name yeah. is that how you say that? Yeah. Her artist name mm-hmm. is Coffee, and the song is Toast, and it's basically talking about having gratitude and blessings for life. And my favorite part of the song is where she basically says she she thank she's thanking. Do I need to read the actual poem? Yep. Okay. She says, um, in Jamaican. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. She's like, blessings all upon my life now. Me thank God for the journey to earn and just for the plus. So basically, she's saying, oh, oh let me go on. The grat and gratitude is a must. So basically, she's basically just saying, like, the the money that I get from doing this is, like, just a plus to everything. But, like, I, I just feel blessed to be here, and I'm just thankful to be here. And anything else that comes after that is just, like, a plus. And for me, I think if I had to, like, define my pluses, it's I'm, I'm just happy to be doing what I'm doing. I'm happy to have love, and I'm happy to have my health. Yeah. And... With those three things, anything else that comes beyond is really just like a blessing and extra. But I already feel great because I have those three things. Amen. Yes. Shout out to Coffee for writing them lyrics. Yes. There's just something about being here and how the people are just so resilient, just celebrating. And having that gratitude will just make you appreciate, right? And any experience, even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to. And so that's a blessing. And shout out to all the creatives. Shout out to all the podcasters. Shout out to all the people who bring voice and recognition of just trusting that their journey will lead them to where they need to be, right? And Tanisha, how are you on your way? How am I on my way? You know, it's funny when you sent me that, I was like, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> Everybody does that. And that's how I'm like, I'm doing good. <laughs> um, I'm doing good on my way. I think that there are some challenges in I think there's there's recognizing yourself and who you are and 
trying to come to terms with which pieces of those you should change and which you should keep. And I think at the place I'm at in life right now, I'm like, okay, which, what of this is Tanisha? So it needs to stay regardless. And then which of these pieces are things that just need to be changed or improved, you know? So what's, it's just who I am versus no, you can grow and change and be, and be different. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at in the journey is just recognizing which pieces of me need to forever stay the way that they are and which pieces can change and shift and should be a little bit more open. We're not where we started, like we said in the last time, but you're definitely on your way. Yep. Right? So yep. that's a beautiful, beautiful. Tell the people where they can connect with you at. Yes. Um, you can reach me at Tanisha Wood on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's T-E-N-N-E-S-H-A-W-O-O-D um, at everywhere. And then um, to listen to my podcast, you can go to drlpodcast.com. And then right now I'm also teaching a course on basically how to get better dating profiles or how to make better dating profiles, how to get some of the roadblocks that have been in your way out of your way. And, um, the website for that, it's an app you can download currently right now available on the app store, but that's swiped right dot buzzer dot life. That is the, for the course. So please sign up for that. If you are feeling like you're having a little trouble getting the best of the apps, getting the best out of the apps. I'm so excited with that. Like, yes. yes. I was like, mm, who do I know who I can send your way? Please do. Please do. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for just sharing your story. Thank you so much for embracing your walk. And then like in this dating journey, this game, this, you know, search, this quest that we have, right? We're always trying to figure out what, but you're helping us focus on what we need and you by celebrating yourself and your truth are allowing that. So we're grateful to thank continue you. to open space. Today. And thank you for creating this space and your podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can reach me at Issa Kilzette on Issa's Way on Instagram. You know. And until next time, y'all be blessed.